Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. I'm not Kim Jong-un. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Ian. <laughs> I don't believe I'm Kim Jong-un either. Very good. So. Very good. Just affirm that for us all. And Mac? You're sorry not... <laughs> You're sorry not... Uh... Oh, crap, I can't remember the character's name now. <laughs> And, of course, the uh, anti-feminist herself, Terry. Hey, everybody. (laughs) You're so not Jason Bourne. You're so not Jason Bourne. (laughs) (laughs) See, no one was expecting that, were they? (laughs) No one ever expects the Inquisition. Nope. How is everybody doing this evening? Well, my chief weapon is surprise and fear. Ah, very good. Terry? Doing well. Good, good. And uh, I did not forget to introduce dumbass... He didn't show up. Ah, man. You know what? I'm going to have to look at what I'm paying him. He's getting paid? Um, You know, speaking of not not showing up, I see that uh, Rebecca Watson left the SGU. Oh, did she really? I didn't know that. I hope uh, Dumbass isn't thinking about leaving us. Mm, That would be awful. It would. Especially after I expressed my love to him and we're going to go get gay married. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. Yeah. It's terrible the way that, that sounds, huh? <laughs> We're gonna go I can get... suggest a song to play at your wedding yeah, later. Really? I, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's coming later. I can't. I can't wait. We're definitely playing that song. <laughs> well, I guess we haven't heard anything from Ian, but pff, whatever. Let's move on. Ian's quiet tonight. Throat's a bit raspy. Oh, he's reflective about the close of the year. <laughs> And, you know, he's been working on the raspiness so he can say, I'm Batman. That was pretty good. (laughs) Sorry, Max. Say that again. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I watched a, uh, I watched the, I I love these, how it should have ended videos. Uh, Sometimes they're, sometimes they're not so funny, but sometimes they're really funny. This was how it should have ended for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And I am Groot. (laughs) I'm Batman. I am Groot. I'm Batman. I am Groot. I'm Batman. (laughs) (laughs) And then Superman chimes in with, this could happen for a while. (laughs) (laughs) And I think my favorite is still Frozen, where they actually are all the way at the beginning. And right after she develops her powers, instead of hiding her, they take her to Xavier's gifted pictures. Yep. Oh, what I love about that one is the fact that they had to reissue it after taking the Let It Go song out and rewriting what song was song was sung in the end. Okay, I didn't hear anything on that, but Yeah, they reissued the video and they at the end of uh, the the reissue, the three girls are singing something something, that other song is gone. Okay. So should we go on with the podcast? Yeah, that, sure, sure. <laughs> I thought we already were. <laughs> just random bits. Yeah, well, that's uh, you know, it's like Anchorman, you know, just a whole bunch of random bits. That's right. <laughs> okay, have you been masturbating? Yes. Well, then let's roll right into. Oh, you mean right now? No. Oh, not right now. Not right now. Oh, well, sorry, I thought you meant generally. Yeah. Well, I guess we're just gonna have to do the masturbation moment without actually masturbating. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> I don't think I can do both at the same time. We can yeah. fake it. I can't multitask. Okay. <clears throat> All right, it's time for the masturbation moment. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. And I faked every orgasm. <laughs> Have you guys watched Masters with Sex? Masters of Sex? No. Uh, it's a Showtime show. It's pretty good. I'm I'm pretty impressed with um, some like I, I don't know. I can't figure out um, if if the guys. I mean, I think it's based on a uh, on an actual person. If they really had were doing that research at the time, because one of the things that comes up in the show um, is that they were talking about that had about. Uh, Freud's theory that, you know, clitoral orgasms were immature orgasms and the more mature orgasm was of a, a vaginal orgasm. 
And of course, the main character, the main female character doesn't like this. And so they were doing so in their research, they, they actually discovered that that there is only a clitoral orgasm and that the vaginal orgasm they're talking about is an indirect uh, clitoral orgasm. I'm shocked, shocked by this news. Um, well, but here's the thing is that this was what in the was 50s, 60s. I don't know when. I mean, this was the, the show was based much earlier. So what I'm wondering is um, if they if they already had these ideas and like that article that we got, you know, not too long ago was just kind of confirming what this guy had already figured out in the 50s, but did not become <laughs> common knowledge. That's around the time Kenzie was doing his research. isn't it? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. So. So I, I, I need to do a little bit more um, investigation about the show and see how much of it they're just pulling maybe from modern stuff and making it sound like they were way far ahead. Um, but it but it's interesting that uh, if if these were really the ideas that they were talking about at the time, um, one of the things the main character wants to prove is that the size of the penis does not affect the, the orgasm. Because if it's clitoral. Well, they've already proved that um, masturbation gives a stronger orgasm than um, – than penetration, mm-hmm. and so so it's the show is really interesting. Wow! Um, it wasn't supposed to be part of the masturbation moment, but I'm I'm really enjoying the show, and I've got to figure out how much of it the 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 research was actually being done at the time, and and or if they're just pulling it from like recently and trying to make it sound like they were that far ahead of their time. I don't know. So interesting. Yeah. So I was looking around, and I found an article that said uh, Kinky Sex Toy Company uh, Love Honey reports UK. Uh, residents spent over 75 million on triple x porn star 50 shades of gray items during this during the holiday season and it's an interesting statistic i'd like to know more about it and i can't seem to find anything more about it like where they reported this and where it came from and all this was was just basically an advertisement for the movie that i mean that's that's really all this amounts to i don't i can't i don't know if that statistic is real or not the fact that they threw Fifty Shades of Grey in there rather than referring to them as bondage or BDSM items is probably an indication of how they wanted the the article to be received and picked up both. Right. So so I decided to look what how much what what are people spending on sex toys per capita? I thought that might be fun. And so I found an article um from the from the HuffPo from twenty twelve. And they're using data from AdamandEve.com, and uh, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to tell with, with this kind because this kind of information isn't necessarily mainstream. It, it the way that it gets reported, it's hard to tell how much of it is is real. Some of this, I mean, it's got to be. Would not be surprised if sex toy business is really a fifty fifteen billion dollar a year business. That wouldn't surprise me. Maybe somebody can back those statistics up better. They go through the article and they're using the Adam and Eve data. And one of the things they say in here that I don't like, and they say this about the company, and maybe it's true. I'd sure like to defend adamandeve.com, but I don't know if I can. Um, that basically the, the data that they say, and I don't know how they decided this, was that it was married women that were buying these. And the idea, their 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 hypothesis, I guess, was that it was because their men couldn't satisfy them, so they were buying toys. Can I comment on that? Yes, I didn't like please, that either. please comment, comment on away. that. So this is anecdotal and n of one or whatever, but I think that both things can be true. It can be true that your sexual partner satisfies you, and you also enjoy masturbation. Like you can like more than one thing. But here's the thing: is that these sex toys don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can right. use them while you're having sex with a partner. Say, yeah. And, and it is true that when you're with one partner for many, many years, that that spark can go away. And sometimes you, you, you know, you you reach out. You're trying to find different things, you know, to. You know, to make it a little bit more exciting, you start to experiment more. You get more comfortable too. That's the other thing is you get a you get a heck of a lot more comfortable. Not to say, I mean, there there there's probably couples out there that this never happened to. Good for them. But, I don't know, but I get what you're saying. Like, um, decade, you know, multiple decades of monogamy. Sure. You sort of, yeah, it's sort of mm-hmm. a playlist that you know. So I have a different hypothesis here, in that maybe these people are, maybe these women in particular are buying these to. Add a little bit of flavor to their sex lives, yeah. which sure. to me is great. I mean, even the Fifty Shades of Grey stuff, which I don't think was a great written book. I, I read them. Anything that gets people to explore a little bit more, 
I'm all for. And if, and if that book will do it, great. Well, and I think we talked about this before regarding Fifty Shades of Grey, that all of a sudden it's okay for women to consume that kind of content. Like that sort of opened mm. the, the door a little bit for women sure. to admit that they, you know, like pornography or erotica or whatever we call it. Well, here's the thing that's interesting, though, is that as much as I, I say that those books are not great, were not written great, there is the most of the content out there is far worse that you read, especially on the Internet. I mean, it's just it's just it's just not it's it's written even worse than that. So if we can open the door and allow that to be more mainstream and allow people to write better content, get better writers taking on these subjects. Hey, right. even better, because now that opens the door for somebody else to write a better book, better written. If it so, reduces the stigma, I think it's a net good. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it probably it probably it's great. I mean, uh, um, in that regard, whether I think that they're well written or not, right? Can we go back to the Fifty Shades sex toy article for just a second? Absolutely. I, yeah. I was thinking that um, in the way that uh, you can't buy a freaking pencil eraser that doesn't have Frozen branding on it, it's maybe a similar thing where, it, like, everybody's trying to capitalize on the Fifty Shades. So. It could be any sex toy or anything in that um, store if you slap a Fifty Shades label on it, you know. So it might not even be bondage stuff. It might be like, you know, lingerie that has Fifty Shades something or, you know, it. it's not – it doesn't necessarily have to be bondage. It might just be like the Disney thing where everything just gets branded. Are, the, are you saying I'm going to be able to buy Fifty Shades toothpaste here shortly? Uh, if they sell it in the uh, UK – if somebody thinks they can make money off of that, yeah, you would be able to. <laughs> yep. Yes, I, I don't think you really want your teeth Fifty Shades of Grey. Do you? <laughs> That's true. Mm, no, the bondage toothpaste. No. But it, I mean, hey, it's fine. I and I understand, you know, that that's part of capitalism, right? Is to take advantage of, of anything that's popular, and right. the, that's what they're doing, and that's fine. But what I wanted to do is like what you're saying is is take the stigma out of it and just normalize it. Hey, this is something people do at home. Great. Yeah. Allow yeah. me to venture an unpopular opinion. No, which is true, but unpopular nonetheless. Okay. If you're, you know, if you're really seriously want to try Fifty Shades of Grey. Don't go to a sex toy store. Go to a hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm an out, maybe it sounds like I'm Peace an outlier. Out. <laughs> Peace out. I'm an outlier in that uh, nothing about any of the um, Fifty Shades stuff is at all appealing to me, bondage or any of that kind of stuff. Sure, that's fine. But it's cool that other people like it. I, I, <laughs> you know? I, my problem with going to the hardware store is I want my cuffs furry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if you can buy cuffs at a hardware store, can you? You can no. buy the stuff to make them, I guess. No, no, <laughs> no. I, I, I suppose, but I, I don't. I don't think the hardware store is a great, great plan <laughs> for the bondage freak on a budget. Yeah, well, maybe. Okay. Yeah, or for someone who maybe wants to take it a step past the fuzzy. Handles. Well, yeah. If you're building your dungeon, I mean, that's where you start. But, you know, start at Lowe's. In fact, I think that would be a great advertisement for Lowe's. They should really take this on. <laughs> I could, can't you just see a Lowe's or a Home Depot advertisement? You know, with like 50 shades of gray, build your own home dungeon. You know, they have those like tough sheds and stuff. You could totally trick one of those out. <laughs> <laughs> the dungeon department at Lowe's. That would be a fun place well, to yeah, work. Well, would yeah, that would be a fun place to work. <clears throat> I'll put it right next to the petting so, zoo. The title of this podcast will be How We Got Hired On as the Advertising Staff for Lowe's. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> we're not affiliated with Lowe's. We don't, no, we're not implying no, no, anything we're not. about Lowe's. We're not implying anything about, no. <clears throat> but Ace Hardware, <clears throat> I'm telling you. Ace is the place. All right. So, but anyway, so back, um, going back to our other statistics here. Um, the thing that, that this article was really pointing out, actually, there's another thing in this, this graphic that they have. It says 44% of women between the ages of 18 and 60 have used a sex toy. I, I hope that statistic is actually higher than that. <clears throat> Just saying. Um, 20% of women masturbate at least once per week. Is it really that low? Is it that low or is it the once a week? Like, I, I don't are, know. I mean, I'm, a higher I'm trying percent. to figure out how you think we know this. <laughs> yeah, it's no, of course. Because so. it says at least once a week. To me, that's a low statistic. 20% 20, 20 of women are masturbating at least once a week. Right. I agree. But maybe 40% of women masturbate less frequently than once a week. Okay, so uh, okay. we need our women okay. viewers to chime in and send us um, – 
how often they masturbate so that we can get some idea of how accurate this is. Oh, yeah. Boy, that's going to go well. Do our women viewers represent 20% of women? Probably not. I don't know. I, the I, respondents I, to that survey probably don't represent 20%. Well, see, that's that's part of the problem, right? Of those, 60% have used a sex toy? Well, still, uh, female viewers, you, you can go ahead – or listeners, not viewers. Li- or female listeners, you can go ahead and send us in the stories of your masturbation. Oh, my God. <laughs> send us in the stories. <laughs> And the title of this podcast is How We Lost Our Female Listenership. Yeah, right, exactly. I, I don't know. Of those two listeners, is one. <laughs> is well, one two of you female listeners, and they both masturbate. As far as we know, 100% of um, females masturbate at least once a week. All right. Go Howard. <laughs> All right. So anyway, but the, the one of the points that the article brings up is that the per capita Sales of sex toys were highest in, um, I guess these would be red low states, population states, low population states. Yeah. But uh, I think they tend to be more conservative states too. Yeah. Um, number 10, South Dakota. Uh, nine is Iowa. Eight is, uh, West Virginia. I guess, I, I don't know. Are, is, are these all pretty much, how do they lean politically? I wonder if there's a connection. Um, but number one was Wyoming. Yes, I know. But there's nothing to do in Wyoming. I've been there, so I completely understand. I lived in Wyoming for years. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna throw this out there. It's gonna be an unpopular opinion, but it is nonetheless true. There is no masturbation in Wyoming, but there are sheep. <laughs> uh, of two of my former states, I was born in Montana and I lived in Wyoming for years and years. Are so they're both on that list. Yeah, they are absolutely, and they both have sheep. Yeah. I'm not incorrect yes. on that. No, no. I, I suppose technically you're correct. I'm surprised then if we're going with the sheep theory that uh, Oklahoma's not on here. I was surprised not to see Utah on there. Utah is another one that I thought was buying a lot of sex toys. I don't know. They're consuming a lot of porn. Well, they might not be in the top ten, though. That's true. That's, that is possible. Well, and this is just adamandeve.com, right? This is just um, one particular online retailer. And this is from 2012. Right? So who knows what they're doing now? I couldn't That's find true. her. I was looking for a more recent sub um, article. I didn't find it. Somebody's got it. We want it. So, yeah, I thought, I thought it was interesting. But I still, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, you know, 75,000 over the holiday season. Million. 75 million, rather. Yeah. yeah I mean, 75,000 wouldn't be impressive. Yeah, at no, all. that wouldn't be impressive <laughs> at all. But 75 million is a little bit. I mean, it seems impressive over the holiday season on, particularly if it is 50 shades of gray. Right, but like I said, it might not all be like bondage type stuff. Right, you said it was toothpaste. Toothpaste, or <laughs> yeah, but you look whatever. at the, the the swings and stuff. Those things are a few hundred bucks a shot. Oh, there you go. So yeah, if, yeah. If, yeah. If, if you're doing a full room of that, I can see that being you know good five ten thousand dollars if you actually are willing to do a whole room into your bondage stuff. Oh, you can spend. Well, they get a premium for this stuff. I mean, let's <laughs> let's face it, because because of the nature of it and because of the stigma behind it, they can charge a premium. Yeah. Yeah, and there's probably royalties if they brand it with the Fifty Shades well, stuff. Well, you got to imagine, right? Yeah. Yeah. I. You know, my I'm just my uh, my fast bike. I'm sorry, we're masturbating. I'm just going to say this for a second. <laughs> my <laughs> my fast bike is in my bedroom because it's snowy outside and I miss it. So uh, it's gray. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. I'm just throwing that out there. All right. Great. Any anything attached to it that we should know about? No, but sometimes I'm attached to it, and I'm. Damn fast when hey, I'm on it. Um, tell us about the gearbox. <laughs> you know what? I've got a compact crank set up front for a better hill climbing. Nice. <laughs> it helps me maintain a smooth cadence when I'm climbing uphill. <laughs> Did your husband ever listen to this stuff? Uh, he knows what I talk about, but I don't think he's a podcast listener. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I say, hey, here's a funny piece. Listen to this piece. Yeah, my wife's the same way. She doesn't. Well, of course, she's sitting right there, so she she knows the terrible stuff that comes out of my mouth. I think sometimes he usually commutes to work by bike, but sometimes he takes the train because mm-hmm. of weather. And I think that's when he'll listen yeah. if it's bad weather. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's start our war on Christmas. Yes, even though the podcast itself won't be out for a few weeks, we're doing this right after Christmas. So uh, hopefully, it'll a lot be, of Christmas yeah. stuff in this podcast. That's okay. Sean, Matt, you want to take this yeah. one? Yeah. Yours. You were still talking. So anyway, um, this particular article is about this guy. I don't think he is so much at war on Christmas itself as he is 
just at war with his neighbors. What he has done, though, is he used to put up large Christmas displays, and his neighbors complained that they were too bright, couldn't sleep, blinding them, etc., etc. So what he did was he put up a display of things like decapitated choir, you know, hanged things, and he puts this up year-round. So basically, he's putting up almost like a, a horror Christmas display every year. Well, he put up all the way year, yeah. all the way year round. There was a a Mother Mary with a knife through her head. Yeah, there was a uh, peeing Santa. And he does stuff like apparently he'll make a lot of noise for no reason at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, uh, but- that's that. I think that that's not incorrect. Uh, I I really think that this is purely pure and simple that. He just simply hates his neighbors and he wants to punish them. All because they said, hey, you know, could you not blind us during our dinner? Years I'm ago. not saying that his hatred of his neighbors is rational. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's a reason why he's making noise in the middle of the night, even if it's not, even if it's not necessarily a rational reason. Here's, he here's he the went. problem. We're getting the tail end of this story. Yeah. How did this escalate? What what started it? How how did this begin? Did they not approach him well? Did he? I mean, what what yeah. happened? I I yeah. That that's where. My, you know, my, well, here's what they say in the article. Years ago, his home was known for its lustrous lights and dazzling display mm-hmm. that attracted many onlookers. But when Thanksgiving, his neighbor Pamela Heck was so blinded by the lights that she asked him to turn them off while her family had dinner. It was very unpleasant between us after that. She said. Um, from that minor dispute grew a war. I'm sorry. Are you he's done everything he can. To, windows at night. Yeah, you, if if you read the article, it sounds like he's done everything he can to ruin the neighborhood. Now, yeah, they can't sure. sell their home. Yeah. But here's the thing: is that this didn't start with one incident. This did not turn sour with one incident. There is more of a story here, and you, it, it seems like there is. Yeah, there's something else going on. I'm sorry that I think that we're getting a very myopic view of the situation. Oh, I'm absolutely sure we're getting a myopic view of it. But still, the guy sounds like he's an asshole. Well, but, yeah. but maybe. But, I, I, but here's he, the even thing. if he has some reason for what he's doing, he's taking such an extreme level. You know, it's like it's one thing if the neighbors have pissed you off, but to go to this level to basically ruin the neighborhood and make it so that even if the people wanted to move away from them, they can't. It's an asshole move. It's I don't pretty, know. Here's the thing: is that did they try to have a discussion with him, a reasonable one? You know, or did they just finally, you know, somebody snap? I mean, I, I don't know. I think that we don't know I, if don't they know. tried to have a reasonable discussion with him or not. What we're what we're hearing from is the is the neighbors themselves saying we asked him to turn off his lights while we had dinner. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're and saying. They're saying that is that is the precipitating incident. My guess is that it was probably less mild than that. Well, here's the thing: is that I mean, the, the, we're getting the neighbors' views like, oh, poor me. We, we, all we wanted to do was tone it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, these jerks are destroying this man's one thing that he had that he <laughs> loved. And these neighbors, these jerks, you know, are, are over there in his face because they're, they, they don't like it for some reason. It's too light, it's too bright. They're probably jealous is what's going on. So mm-hmm. what, uh, what could they have done? I don't that- know. Like I agree, there might be more of a backstory, but I don't. I can't really imagine what what justifies his actions at this I, point. I, I don't know. I, I really. <laughs> I, I. But here's the thing: is that I really want somebody to sit down with the guy and say, "What's what's going on?" I'm surprised 2020 or whoever didn't I don't try know. to contact him. I think 2020 just wanted to talk to the neighbors. Well, maybe but... they just wanted to get. I mean, maybe they did. I. I don't know. I haven't seen the whole thing. But here's the thing: is that this situation needs a mediator. They need to sit these people down and have a discussion. Right. They need they need an impartial person in here to try and help fix this. And and I mean, they can they can put through all the legislation they want at the guy. It it doesn't matter. I mean, sometimes this is the, the I mean, a, a hammer is the wrong way to approach it. And maybe I'm wrong and maybe a mediator can't help the situation. But from what I'm reading, they haven't really tried. So I, I don't know. I, I just I just don't feel for these neighbors. I I, no. there's, I feel like there's something going on here that we're missing. We're getting one side of the story, and I I don't I I personally I you know I don't know how bad this situation is. You know, looking at the pictures, I can't really tell. You know, it looks like somebody trashed his lawn, and yeah, you know? it looks it looks like it's it 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 really kind of looks like a almost like a hoarder house there. But it's clearly 
from what's being described, it's clearly intent. Yeah, it, it does. It, I mean, it sounds that way based on the article. I just don't know what's going on here. At the same time, however, I don't feel for the neighbors. I don't feel for him either. No, I, I, I don't have I don't have a feeling either way on this. I do think the urinating Santa is kind of a brilliant thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That takes some well, effort. <laughs> I've heard the stuff. Um, th- this one guy is got in trouble because he did a zombie manger scene. He ba- he works in a haunted house and he wanted to do a manger scene. All he had was Halloween stuff, so he did a zombie one. And the neighbors are all up in arms over it. Well, okay. And so and it looks pretty cool, I think. Like, well, that's it, the same thing I could do. And it probably does. Doing. And quite frankly, the neighbors are probably being unreasonable. And it makes me wonder if the same kinds of things are going on in this situation. And the neighbors are, are you know, crying, oh, poor me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't have a I, – I don't get a good sense of what's really gone on here from the article. It's, yeah. it's pretty terrible. Maybe he's waiting for his National mm. Endowment for the Arts. <laughs> um, maybe. Maybe he's waiting for that grant to come through. I don't know. I'm not going to condemn the guy based on this crappy article. Maybe the 2020 special is better, you know? But uh, who knows? All right, so, so we'll move on to a guy I think we all can condemn. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, Baptist Paps. Pa- yeah. Baptist Pap Smear? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we can call him that. <laughs> Baptist pastor writes, gay author he hasn't met. I pray that you will commit suicide. And that, yeah, that's I... the name of the article. So, okay. Uh, New Zealand, uh, Jim. Marjoram is the author of a book called It's Life, Jim, written to promote a more gay-friendly Christianity. So this pastor, uh, Logan Robertson, wrote Marjoram, we are not interested in your filthy lifestyle or book. The Bible says you are vile, strange, reprobate, filth, sodomite, natural, brute beast, made to be taken or destroyed. I pray that you will commit suicide, you filthy, child-molesting fag. (laughs) That's ugly. <laughs> it's a, it's pretty ugly. I can yeah. and, and here's the thing is that this guy, once they finally get him in an interview, he admits to all of it. So I I, yeah, I think, and, well he it, it's not up to Christians to um kill the gays, it's up to the um government to take care of that. What the hell does what, said. what does that mean? If it's not gonna be the Christians, who else cares? Well, it's the government's job to kill the gays. That's exactly it says it's that's what he says. It's the government's job <laughs> to be doing it. Yes, the, I know. the Christians are not going to kill the gays because the Christians are pro-life. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's not true. Wait, is that not what that means? Yeah, no, that's not what that means. And they're only pro-life till you're born. That's right. Yep. <clears throat> After that, we're taking away your welfare. And so, you know, yep. this guy defended this stuff as, you know, saying he's being very Christian in everything he's saying. He doesn't quite see the hate he's promoting. And Yeah. Here's the so, thing is that I don't remember in the Bible where it actually says to kill the gays. Is that, I mean, in, does Romans no, actually is a, get into that's, that? That's, uh, you're, you're looking at the wrong edition of the Bible. Brian. Oh, okay. What you're, what you, do you want to pick up the cherry pickers edition of the Bible and oh. read that one? Okay. I will does do it that. Depend that's where it on, says that. Does it depend on whether or not the gays are Amalekites? Cause then it says to kill them. Right? Uh, that might be true. Is that, is that Romans though? Well, is that th- all... There's also stuff that says if your kids misbehave, you can stone them. Well, that's to true. Death. That's right. yeah. That's yeah. The, yeah. So, I don't see him going after, uh, you know, the families where the kids are acting up. Oh, your child's in juvenile, juvie hall? No, well, no. Plus, this guy is a pastor, hall. which I believe he works on the Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe he should come he be, I believe he can be killed for that. I'm just saying. Well, here's yeah. the thing. And then, and then, so the guy who's doing the story is an, uh, is a, is an out homosexual. And so the pastor won't talk to him. Because the pastor knows who he is. And he's like, I won't. What did he say? Um, he wouldn't give an interview to a filthy faggot. There you go. That's what he said. Yeah. And is he, he afraid of the reporter? And he, yeah, exactly. He wanted him to commit suicide too. Holy mackerel. You know what I would say if I were the reporter? Boing flip. And here's the thing is that, I mean, the interview that he does, I mean, he's, he's no, uh, uh, Pastor Manning, right? You know, <laughs> he, uh, but, uh, but yeah, he's awful. Awful, yeah, awful man. I can't. And and the, and here's the thing is that the guy who who wrote the book is like, the, it isn't Christian what he's doing. And quite frankly, if they're about forgiveness, like the like you know their claim, 
he's right. It's not very Christian. And they talked to other other you know pastors who were like, it's just victory. Oh, this is wrong. He may be a little bit Old Testament for my taste. Well, he, exactly. He's he definitely along that uh, that Calvinist line, that uh, that strict Baptist, yeah, Westboroist. Yeah, this if, is so hateful. It's really difficult <clears throat> to even uh, process all the terrible things at once. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's it's pretty hateful for sure. And it's making the rounds. And here's the problem is that, you know, I mean, it's one of those deals where everybody's talking about it now. And so th- this pastor's getting his 10 minutes of fame. Yep. And, no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, that's part of it. The more extreme you are, the the more the more likely they are going to want to come to see your sermons and see me, see if maybe you'll jack off on the Bible or something. <laughs> and regretfully, you know, he has a following, you know, there's a, a lot of people out there that are you know, behind him saying, yes, you have the right attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, I mean, the Westboro Baptists would, would agree with this guy and do right. agree with him. Right. Except for they're kind of, the, they're kind of the same. They're not, uh, oh, actually, I'm going to take that back. The Westboro Baptists are out there saying it's wrong. Right. But but they're not suggesting that anybody go kill them. God will take care of them. Right. That's right. God laughs. Right. So in some ways, this guy is worse than even the Westboro Baptist, because he's he's say he <sighs> is expressing he's barely because the Westboro Baptists say it's a good thing that they're dying. Well, but but that's different. They're not they're not they're not telling the government to go out and kill them like this guy is yeah. because God will sort them out. Right. God, let God take care of it. They're letting God take care of it. They're out there spreading the message. Right. But God will take care of it. So as hateful as they are, they're not they're not the ones out there trying to be violent. They've, In fact, I don't think they've ever been violent. Right. But this guy is suggesting violence and he's suggesting that it's, that the state do the violence. So, you know, to keep the blood off the Christian hands, <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. Like I can't. That doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. Yeah. No. Considering that, you know, I mean, 80, what is it, 80? Maybe not, maybe it's not that high, but, you know, are we, ten, you know, we're 80% Christian nation or whatever, whatever the statistic happens to be. It's majority Christian, right? So who is supposed to go? And, and well, that's what kills me. It's like, if the government's supposed to do it, but if the government is acting on behalf of the Christians, aren't they, isn't it actually Christians that end up doing it? Yeah, but it's no true Scotsman, right? Right, so exactly. The Christians oh, end up doing true. it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. They aren't his particular flavor of Christian, mm. so they're it's not. Okay for, they're not the Sodomites, <laughs> right? <laughs> In the lattes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, that, uh, <clears throat> I'm terrible at me. Pastor okay. Man is my favorite. <laughs> he, is, he is pretty good. Pastor Man, he is great. We we were fans. So onward with the disturbed Christian ideology. Yeah, please. Uh, the next story. These disturbing Christian educational cartoons may shock you. First one that they show as a header, but they also use it later, has a woman with the Liberated Woman book next to her in ERA. And the little girl, Mommy, now that you've been liberated, who's going to feed me? Because the dad can't make a fucking sandwich. <laughs> the kid, yeah, well, the kid can't also the, the mother sandwich. can't, you know, do but both have a full-time job and stuff and, you know, help the family as needed. And that's one interesting thing I've seen with some of this, uh, the liberal stuff against feminism, is the idea that, and I, I think there's more of it at the, near the end here, where if the woman goes off and starts doing this stuff, the man's going to um, have to take over all this extra stuff because the woman's not going to be willing to um, help around the house or anything. Well, how about the, how like, about, well, well, just, I mean, start at this first one, right? After fasting 40 days in the wilderness, Jesus was tempted by Satan. After fasting 40 days in the wilderness, he is, he is malnourished, probably <laughs> sleep deprived and hallucinating. Yeah, of course he was seeing demons. He was probably seeing Satan as a pork job. <laughs> Are you for eating? Wait, 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 wouldn't be a pork job. He was, ortho- he was orthodox. Oh. So, oh, d- clarification for our listeners. Um, these, I guess, the, the, the cartoons we're following here are in a fictional town called Harmony, I think. Or it, it, but basically, all, all the strips here actually are following um, a specific town or something. Yeah. Uh, Highland like, Harmony and Hartsfield. Yeah. No. 
They look a little like chick tracks to me. They do. Well, and here's here's the thing is that you want to think one of the things that is very clear about this is that the the the, the groups like the first one is all white people. The second one is all black people. And the second one says, when Mr. True Word told us what to do, I listened. (laughs) So there's a lot of obedience things in here. And there's a and there's a lot of you. You you never see um, multiracial cartoons um never this uh this mr true word thing i'm not sure why i'm hearing a sting song although one of my favorite comic strips is the the father and son are coming up to the mother ace and i fixed our toaster with parts from an old airplane here's a here ian where is this ace university where where's this stuff being taught is it homeschool materials what what is this so it's I mean, because we can go through and make fun of every single one of these cartoons, and that's easy. But private what, schools, what they say, because these schools are schools? private, and the okay. workbooks they use are only published internally. Because one of the things they say is that this stuff is is hard to get hold of. Is that they they won't give it to just anybody, and they said in what what, the, what they had some criteria in here somewhere. Where is that? Probably near the end, I would guess. And I thought it was more in the beginning. I don't know. I thought that there were some criteria as what it took to get this stuff and that they, they didn't, wouldn't give it to just any school. And the fact that it got leaked like this, you know, is something they were trying to prevent. So can we talk about the obedience thing for just a second? Yeah, please. I, yeah. I want to, I, I know this is stating the obvious, but let's think about who is doing the telling and who's doing the obeying, right? It's little girls who are obeying. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not uh, little boys who are obeying necessarily it's all about the little girls like i'm so glad i obeyed you mommy i'm so glad i obeyed yes, you, mr true yes, word yes well and and i love this you know equal rights for women of course would lead to starving children and that's the one it kind of starts out with it's like what does that mean there's also slut shaming because there's a bunch yeah. of stuff in there about dresses being too short oh yeah yep. that that yeah this, so this girl is standing in front of a mirror little tiny that, child yeah a child. oh yeah yeah so the first one her her ankles are showing and it says, looks nice. The next one is floor length, and it says, looks good. And then the next one is just above the knees and says, no, no, too little to wear. And then the next one says, uh, I must look right always. And this one is below the knee. I must look right always. Yes. I beg to differ, Brian. There is, There are no knees on that. Oh, I, I'm making, uh, I, I'm trying to gauge. I don't know. Am I, am I completely off here? No. <laughs> You're right. There are there are no defined <laughs> knees. He is correct. That I don't know for the sure. The artist's knows. opinion is that there are no knees on that one. Uh, okay. Are there socks though? Like you, maybe they're knee socks. Hey, that, that. Well, that's kind of what I was going by. Is that that like it looks like knee socks? Like they might you might wear for soccer, and that like they just go below the knee and the skirts just above. I don't know. I I'm I, I'm. She's got freaking Flintstone legs, and I'm not talking about Wilmette <laughs> Betty. <laughs> well, then how do you know it's too short then what's the criteria here i mean how am i supposed to know what what length skirt am i supposed to wear if it shows off any part of your legs apparently that's, that's bad well no but the last one is is a longer dress the socks are a little bit higher um but she's showing some ankle wow with socks though. always must makes us happy which one <clears throat> Obedience and obedience. I know the yeah. the very bottom one. Obedience <sighs> always makes us happy. It's like brainwashing. It's so creepy. Yeah, I'm so glad we can bake pies for the student bake sale. <laughs> Me too. What should we do first? Oh my god! It's like they live all over again. And the ladies can't paint because the pastor needs help painting the church, and he asks. Well, the men. yeah, it might break the wrists. The manly men. <laughs> Uh, These are some... Ace and I fixed the toaster with parts from an old airplane. I haven't figured that one out. <laughs> of course, the brother's going to go, how does that work? Because I can't figure out how question. that works. Yeah, that's my question, too. I'm really curious. What, like an old model airplane or an old 747? What the hell did and you... How would you... But how would parts from an airplane fix a toaster? They're not... Exactly. I, I don't see how they're compatible. Are <laughs> you, like, reforging the metals? It was copper maybe wire. They, uh, was maybe they co- rebuilt the outside of the toaster with the airplane mm. skin. I don't know. Oh, that would be kind of a cool toaster. It was, they, they took the jet engine part, put it in the toaster, <laughs> so when you turn on, whoa! It was it all through the roof. It was just copper wire for the flux capacitor. <laughs> 
What is this next one where the where the men? Some of our Sunday school rooms need painting. Oh, this is the one you were talking about. Men, men, come paint. Come here, paint, men. Well, who's going to make the food if the women are painting too? Yep. That's the other issue. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Hey, you know, um, I cooked, uh, you know, Christmas dinner, and I and I did most of uh of Thanksgiving too. So I guess I will do the cooking. Damn it. What did you make for Christmas dinner? Oh, for Christmas. Well, I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> that's diverting it, but but Sorry. that's just that was just to speak to your point that the women do the cooking. No, right. not so. Cooking is a man's profession. So yeah, the, these comic strips are rather disturbing. Well, and of course the the antagonist in here, the you know um, where it says, "Daddy, right. he's stealing my bike." That's the atheist. That's the non-believer. The non-believer. Is, he he is apparently on, also yeah. smokes and pressures other kids into smoking, but. The the kid replies, I have given myself to Jesus, and he doesn't want me to smoke even one cigarette. Oh. Yes, because compliance will be rewarded. Obedience. <laughs> Obedience. You did a good job, Christy. I'm glad I obeyed. Obey my dog! I love that the cigarette thing, it's not the kid, like, looking out for himself or taking care of his body or anything like that. It's like, Jesus doesn't want me to smoke. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, I'm not interested. It's, Jesus doesn't want me to smoke. Thank you, Mommy. Compliance <laughs> will be rewarded. Yes. Hail Hydra. Obedience always makes us happy. <laughs> God, this is terrible. Well, I got a new program for my kids, at least. <laughs> a new program. <laughs> Come here. And and one of the things the article gets to is that this idea of obedience is, is bad. I mean, we don't want... I mean, we, we want them, there, there are times when they need to obey, but for the most part, we want them to, to, to learn to think for themselves and so that we don't always have to be telling them what to do, right? We want them to, to start to build this, um, this cognition of, well, okay, this, this will, well, if I take this action, these things might happen. If I take this action, these things might happen. Which is a better action? Yeah. And, no and this does effect. not, right. yeah, I mean, it doesn't, they, none of this stuff gets to that point. It's always do as you're told. Well, the effect is always Jesus. It's, it's never yeah. the natural consequence of the poor choice. It's always right. Jesus. It, so they never learn to operate in a real world. Right. But here's the thing is that, I mean, it, it seems to me that, that we've been duped and that Jesus is the bad man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is the one trying to take away our free will and, and, and make us <laughs> obey. You, you look at some of what the churches teach. Yeah, oh, God can be quite nasty. I mean, this is this is this is wrong. This is this is not. These are not good things. And Satan's the one out there going, "Hey, uh, make your own choices. Let's see what happens." Well, <laughs> and it sets these kids up to be victims too, right? Well, if you're it does. To yeah. Always obey, no matter well, what. And you're being set up for failure on purpose because you can't always obey. So then you've got to then you've got to go back to the church and admit your sins and reapply yourself. <laughs> right. I mean, it's 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 this you know this circular you know, kind of a reinforcement that uh, mechanism that it that it has built in and getting out of that cycle is extremely difficult. But man, I'm telling you, Jesus is the bad man. Well, uh, the people who (laughs) act on his behalf are the bad men, I think. Well, no, but he's the one, you know, I mean, he's the one that this is supposedly coming from them, you know, to obey him, obey. Inerrant word of, yeah. You know. Jesus is a child of rape. He's a bad saint. Oh, thank you, mommy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I totally ruined your segue. That was well, a no. nice segue. Yeah. Well, well, but unfortunately, it's a segue to an article. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a it's a trailer. It's a trailer. It's a trailer. Coming soon. Well, do we want to do that one next? It doesn't matter what order we do, but that's fine. Well, that you, actually works. You want to come it. back to the nobody's born gay? Well, well, sure. Well. All right. Go so ahead. The billboard first? That's right. Go ahead, Mac. Tell us okay. about your story. Obey. Anyway, yes, compliance will be rewarded. <laughs> um, basically, the article, this is this was actually sent by Inns' stepdad, was called, It's Not Rape If He's a God or Thinks He Is. And it, it covers a lot of different territory. It covers Zeus and Danai, uh, it, Zeus, and, Zeus and Europa. Zeus and Zeus and everybody, um, <laughs> yeah. Pan, and, Pan and a shepherdess producing Hermes, which I haven't figured out because how does how does a guy with goat feet produce a hairless son with wings on his ankles? 
Does it's it, a, it's a it legitimate matter? question. It's, it's not a legitimate anyway. question. There, there's no rhyme or reason to half of these things. None of them. It, I mean, come on. I mean, who was it? Was it Athena that jumped from the from the head of Zeus? I mean, you know, uh, Athena yeah. was born fully formed from the head of Zeus. Correct. There you go. Right. So, I mean, explain that one first. And Athena then- and uh, Leroy Jethro Gibbs. <laughs> anyway, um, but they uh, they talk about the fact in the article that Alexander and Emperor Augustus are supposed to have been sowed by gods in the form of serpents, and uh, Zoroaster's birth have him born after his mother is pierced by a shaft of design divine light. But well, wait, wait, basically, is that the divine penis? Uh, sounds like it. A shaft. Yeah. Well, yep. Of divine light. <laughs> That's what we'll have to call it now. Hey, baby, you want to see my shaft of divine light? Yeah. The point is that in, in all these, all of these situations, it was non-consent. Yeah. See the boy, that's, that's bothersome, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's fairly common within mythology though. But it was a gift from God, right? They were probably just obeying. That's generally how you know you look at the story. And that's generally how the you know. Oh, so I have. Believe if you believe that your God's gift to women, does that mean you're uh, you can at least you can legitimately commit rape? I mean, that's what they. I mean, <laughs> that's if you're kind, acting on behalf of God, yes. That's what it kind of sounds like, and, and we we see that though. We yeah, see that with yes. the, you know some of these cults. The prophets always get told by God to fuck the young girls every time. Mm-hmm. I was talking about this with my roommate, and she made the point that the. Uh, when Mary got pregnant, there were there were soldiers occupying the town that she was in, and so she Jesus may have actually been the child of a soldier. Okay. And wait, soldiers, wait, Mac, are you saying that the conception story of Jesus might be inaccurate? <laughs> I'm saying it's mythology. Okay. Which means it serves a greater truth. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the. Uh, you know the the soldiers occupying and having their fun kind of serves the same purpose as the uh, mm. the principle of prima noctis in medieval England, which is that you don't know if it's going to be your child that comes out of your wife. That might be the king's child. You never know. Actually, that one there's some question if that ever really happened or if that was propaganda by their enemies. But that's for another yeah, podcast. Yeah, I realize I understand that there's there's some question about that, but it is a it is a cultural story. Yeah. And anyway, if it happened in a Mel Gibson movie, it has to be true. <laughs> uh-huh. That was in Braveheart, man. Well, is that, is that that well Braveheart? Because was... William Wallace was that well saved. Yeah, right. And that well short. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the the overall idea, people are I mean, it's not just rape that people are getting away with by by claiming God. Right. But that's certainly one thing that that people are getting away with, but there are many others. Child molestation. Child molestation is one of them. Uh, Which I is mean, rape. Sure. Uh, it's worse in many ways. I, I don't know. I, I should say that. No, I, I take that back. It's it, it's just, I don't know. Both are awful. I, I, yeah. I, kids, kids is another kids, level for me too. It, it, exactly. It should, But it shouldn't be, right? But right. man, it just it just seems, it, it does seem worse to me, but it's not. I, I get that, that they're both well, equally it, bad know, crimes. As far as, as far as kids being worse, though, I guess it depends on whether you believe life can, begins at conception or whether you life, begin life begins, begins at birth or if you believe life begins when they actually move out and get a job. There you go. I knew you were, you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when their life begins. Out! Uh, I think I told you guys when we were doing the pre-show discussion that um, I saw a Someone posted something on Facebook about um, how awesome the unplanned pregnancy worked out for Mary <laughs> as an anti-abortion message. Wow. Uh, yes. Which was lovely. Yeah. All right. We're going to do this last one. Uh, the, oh. uh, let me just touch on yeah, the, no, last, please. I'm sorry. the last paragraph of the uh, article. He says he's talking about – or the, uh, the writer is talking about – one can't help but notice a large number of high-profile cases that involve high-status males, frat members, famous actor, radio host, small-town football stars, and big-league professional athletes, men who think they are gods convinced of their own deific qualities. It just follows that the object of their attentions has got to want it. 
Yeah, we have been seeing a lot of that mentality out there. That's right. She was asking <laughs> for it. Especially was, now that yeah. you know we cover it. I mean, you don't know how long it's been going on, but now with the way our news works, we hear about it all the time. Yep. And it still isn't going away, even though we we are more aware of it. So it's interesting. Interesting side note: um, they are making toys now. They're making hero toys of NBA stars, like superhero toys of NBA stars. And one of the superhero toys is Kobe Kobe Bryant. Okay. You remember he was caught in the uh, rape scandal. Caught in the scandal? Or was he a rapist? Whether he was actually a rapist or he was just in the rape scandal, his superpower in the superhero toy is that he has a visor that gives him the ability to view the future. And I'm thinking, apparently he wasn't wearing it that night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. The future of getting caught. Yep the future of getting himself into that situation. Well, and, you know, Carmelo Anthony was doing the marijuana. Well, I don't know what his superpower is, though. Yeah. They're probably not making an action figure of him. Yeah. Probably not. No, because of the marijuana. <laughs> but in Colorado, it'd be legal. <laughs> well, he's I, is he still in Colorado? He was for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, he was for a while. I yeah. don't know who he plays for. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so on to our billboard. Yeah, so. I, I love this one. Um, Giant billboard reading, Nobody is Born Gay, popped up in Richmond. So apparently off of I-95 in Richmond, Virginia, there is, or at least at the time of this article, there was a billboard that basically um, said, identical twins, one gay, one not. We believe twin research studies show nobody is born gay. Okay. Did they fingerprint them to test and see if they were real twins? (laughs) Well, that, that's where this story gets fun. But anyways, apparently they are actually making references to some discredited studies that um, are out there. Uh, but this is the standard thing, you know, trying to fight the gay gene idea and make it as if that was relevant anyways to whether or not people, you know, should have the rights to their lifestyles. Now, Ian, let me take issue with what you were saying about discredited studies. Okay. Because those studies are only discredited because of what your liberal agenda is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, as John Stewart has pointed out, uh, facts really do seem to have a liberal agenda to them. A liberal, liberal bias. A liberal bias, but yes. Liberal yep. bias, because reality has a liberal bias. Find I out more at liberalbias.com. <laughs> well, anyways, so... Uh, on the billboard, like I said, it, it talks about the gay study, and then it has two um, identical-looking young men on it. I'm not sure which one is supposed to be the gay one. I, I actually looked at it and I was trying to figure that one out. They both are. Yeah, well, the, the, the fact is that basically the faces used on there uh, were probably picked up by, by the um, – what's the name? The group is Parents and Friends of Ex-Gays, PFOX. Uh, they, they probably bought yeah. some – you know, the rights to – just some um, stock photos because it turns out that is not a twin brother. That is one guy. He is gay and he is proud of being gay. No, (laughs) they photoshopped that ad to. Well, they they probably bought the rights to stock photos. Didn't do any research whatsoever on who they were using, but just throw it up. The the guy has come out and said, well, I'm, I'm gay. I'm out. I'm proud of being gay. And both pictures are me. I don't have a twin brother. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the picture on the right, though, is when he was in the closet. The picture on the left is when he came out of the closet dressed. After he is. <laughs> okay. So, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, it, it, I, I, you love the outcome of what they were trying to do because, like, well, actually, you guys. Right, but it, this comes uh, back to an argument that, I, I, that we, we should not have. I do not care if they're born gay or not. If right. they identify gay now, fine. If in five years they identify as straight, fine. I don't care. It's it's a bogus argument to be having in the first place. Whether they're born gay or not does not matter. Well, if you're a bigot and people are telling you people can't help it like skin color, you want to do it for the optics, right, of your bigotry. I, I, I understand. And and I think that you can pretty much remove their case. You know, this. I mean, you can, you can attack their heterosexuality and show that they didn't choose it. You know, and, and make a very good case um, that way, but it does not matter ultimately. It, the, no, it, I, I mean, it would be just because you didn't choose it doesn't mean somebody else didn't. And if they did, that's a fine choice. You, why are you judging their choice? Yeah. 
the, there's an argument that we're having here that we, we should actually nip in the bud. Yeah, it's a bad argument to begin with. Yeah. A better argument is if they're parents and friends of ex-gays and gays, why are they only P-Fox? <laughs> they should be P-Fox gay. I bet the and gays was an afterthought for the optics. Well, uh, ex-gays should be XG anyway. Or EG. Yeah. Uh, That's my argument. Pick <laughs> my, my other argument that I made the point of earlier is, did you fingerprint them to make sure that they're actual identical twins? Identical twins do not have the same fingerprint ridges. So therefore, there can be other differences between identical twins as well. Well, they're not clones. No. But in this case, they're not even twins. They're one guy. It's a guy. Yes. What I love about the PFOX uh, quote here of their organization, it's just some that Orwellian doublespeak bullshit. Their goal is to educate, support, and advocate for individuals and parents on the issue of same-sex attraction and to increase others' understanding and acceptance of the ex-gay community. But I love it's like advocate for individuals and parents on the issue of same-sex attraction. Like, what is that even? You don't know. At that point, you don't know which way they're going. And then, oh, yeah. Acceptance of X-Day. Actually, you don't even know you don't even know which way they're going even when you get to the end there. Right. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a backlash against the ex-gay community. There's a backlash against the abusive nonsense of uh, gay therapy that people, you know, the abusive stuff that people send their kids to to like pray the gay away or whatever. The aversion therapy and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But not to people who, like you were saying, Brian, if you're gay or straight, who gives a fuck? Nobody cares. Well, somebody does care. That's kind of the problem. But right. I just think it's a bad argument to, to say, yeah. well, nobody's born gay. So what? I don't care. I don't care if they're born gay. I, it makes little difference to me if, if, they, if they've chosen that lifestyle for themselves or, or whether they were born that way. They want it, and I see no reason why they shouldn't be able to have it is what it comes down to for me. How they got that way is irrelevant to me. Yeah, agreed. Kind of sounds bad when I say it that way, but I mean, I think that my point is clear. Okay, so this last Christmas season, I wish I could remember who told me about this little guy, but I learned about an interesting Catalonia Christmas tradition for their manger scenes that I hadn't heard of previously. And um, basically, apparently it's um, Catalonia neighboring areas with Catalan culture. Andoria, Valencia, Northern Catalonia, uh, and it's apparently spread to Spain, Portugal, and Italy, even. The character's name is Caganor. Uh, the name El Caganor literally means the crapper or shitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and apparently, uh, you go to the right places, they will sell this little figure who basically is bending over with his pants down, taking a dump. And you are supposed to put them in the manger scene. That's quite a load he dropped, too. <laughs> yeah. What is his What is his gift for the uh, Christ child? <laughs> it's not myrrh. Gold, frankincense, myrrh, and a dookie. <laughs> you know, you, you look these guys up, you will actually find pictures of... Now, you have the traditional one here on the Wikipedia page. But they make ones depicting all sorts of uh, um, famous people in the place of the traditional guy. I, 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 there was a uh, Barack Obama one I found a picture of. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I, I definitely just, for some reason, I won't hunt one of these here down to have one just to. <laughs> but the Wikipedia's article is quite interesting because it talks about, uh, you know, the possible reasons. Because while the tradition goes back, um, they actually do give a year somewhere in here. It, it's uh, 18th century. And they know it's existed from at least the 18th century. It's believed to have entered the nativity scene by late 17th or early 18th. Um, but there's not really too much on exactly, you know, what behind it. So they went through some, you know, all the possibilities. Perceived humor was the obvious one. A fun spectacle for the children. Uh, by creating feces, he is fertilizing the earth. Uh, <laughs> Represents the equality of all people, regardless of status, race, or gender. Everyone defecates. Ah, uh, no, you're you're Do saying that. it wrong. It's everybody poops. <laughs> and if they don't, they're an android and should be destroyed. <laughs> uh, increased naturalism. Uh, the idea that God will manifest Himself when He is ready, without regard for whether we human beings are ready or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
my favorite one. <laughs> uh, it reinforces the belief that the infant Jesus is God in human form, with all that being human implies. It uh, introduces a healthy amount of religious doubt to test one's faith. Uh, apparently, uh, humorous allusion to a Spanish proverb, which means dung is no saint, but where it falls, it works miracles. So I did a Google image search. Okay. I was curious. And uh, there's a Chewbacca that's just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so um, better or worse than Bukaki? Uh, this is better. This is funnier. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. I think. <laughs> now that I know what Bukaki is, yes, this is funnier. And apparently it is tolerated by the Catholic Church. Uh, they've got the Worthy Explorer. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Darth Vader. I just saw Darth Vader one. Nice. Well, actually, if you look near the bottom, they have a picture. I see a Homer Simpson. I see Smurfs. Uh, what else? Yoda. Hello Kitty. <laughs> no, not Yoda. <laughs> Is Yoda not supposed to be able to defecate? Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, not surprised right next to Homer is Bart. Wow. So it, it's, you know, it really is a market out there. I had no idea. Yeah, neither did I. That's, as soon as I heard about it, it's like, I have got to learn what this thing is. It sounds so awesome. Ian, I found yours. Which one? It's about, uh, it's, it's not Batman. <laughs> it's Spider-Man. Oh, God. So to me, it's one of those fun traditions that actually has some real tradition to it that I could very much see myself adding to my Christmas holiday traditions. Yeah, this is pretty awesome. Yeah, and to some extent, I I I, I want to find more stuff like this because having something this humorous, this bizarre as part of holiday traditions actually makes the holidays more interesting. Yeah, but it's not all serious. You could be kind of warped. Okay, random random observation here. The Smurf's poop and the Smurf Kaganer uh-huh. is Smurf blue. Okay. Why is the defecation the same color as the Smurf? <laughs> the bacteria, it's the bacteria floral of the Smurf digestive tract. Uh, that's a much better explanation than what I was thinking of. I was just sitting here thinking, okay, if Soylent Green is people, <laughs> what is Soylent blue? <laughs> I have cannibalism part myself. <laughs> It's because oh, they eat a lot of blueberries. Of it. There is pictures of a mall where they have a giant Kaganar. <laughs> wow. That, that would be something to get pictures next to. He's, uh, it looks like if he was standing straight up, he'd be two stories tall. He saved the Holy New Christmas tree. Lady Gaga. Spock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> The Dalai Lama. All right. People can go look these up on their own. Yeah. So <laughs> they, they're amusing. I, I definitely recommend looking. <laughs> so just, just put a ser- uh, search for Cagnar, C-A-G-A-N-E-R, and you will find these amusing images. Probably not safe for work. Yeah. <laughs> we will go, definitely go with that. Not safe <laughs> for work. All right. Although I don't think our podcast is safe for work. No, I probably not. <laughs> nope. I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> All right. Anything else, guys? No. Nah. All right. Say goodnight, everybody. Well, actually, if we're finishing this one up, I want to say one thing before we leave. You do realize this is finishing up our five years of doing this. Oh, my God. This is our fifth. We're finishing up our fifth year of this podcast. Well, everybody but Terry. She's going to have to catch yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been around. Yeah. <laughs> but, so Are we actually, skipping? Sorry, go ahead. I, I want to give Brian a thank you for starting this podcast. I've, I've enjoyed myself these past five years. I'm looking forward to seeing where we're going with this. I, I, you know, I hope people have been enjoying what we've been doing. But you know, it, to me, it's kind of cool that we've been doing it five years because it doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't. It, that's kind of crazy. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you, Ian. Anybody else want to sing my praises? <laughs> I want to thank you for doing this, too. All right. Well, thank you very much. Let's call it a wrap right there. <laughs> Another one in the can. All right. Say goodnight, everybody. Oh, my goodnight. God. They've got a Kaganer of Smeagol. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes too much sense. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. 
You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture. So, uh, can we talk about the obedience thing for just a second? Yeah, please. I want to, I, I know this is stating the obvious, but let's think about who is doing the telling and who's doing the obeying. Right? It's little girls who are obeying. Yeah. It's not uh, little boys who are obeying necessarily it's all about the little girls like i'm so glad i obeyed you mommy i'm so glad i obeyed you mr true word well and and i love this you know equal rights for women